Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Oh, hey, before we start the show, i got to tell you about the Allegedly podcast with my lawyers, Bo Bowen and Ryan Schmidt. They got pop culture, they got legal news, they got behind-the-scenes antics, and a whole lot of laughs. One of the best podcasts I've ever heard. Allegedly with Bo and Ryan at thebowenlawgroup.com. Link in the description and everywhere you get your podcasts, of course. And now let the cartoons begin. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Not great, Bob. Hey. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, April 4, 2023, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Guess what? It's indictment day, and my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. <laughs> Hi. Day 804 of the Biden-Harris administration, 581 days until the 24th presidential election. Instagram, find me at the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Spoutable, Bob Seska. Our Patreon, BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there, it's Buzz Burbank with the news. You say Buzz Burbank. He's in the Bronco. You said it all. He's in the Bronco. The, the Bronco's headed for New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> that was a farcical call. Just a little joke, that's all. <laughs> hi, 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 everybody. Uh, he's Bob, I'm Buzz, and we got a new side hustle that's going to make us rich. Yeah. We're selling counterfeit blue checks on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Lucrative business. Well, uh, today was the day. Uh, Donald Trump has been arrested, and as soon as he turned himself in today, he was fingerprinted. And then the prints were immediately sent to a lab to be magnified. <laughs> I posted a meme like that earlier. Little teeny tiny dots for fingerprints. And and with Trump whining about his prosecution, uh, the judge may issue a gag order. Uh, uh, that's been tried before, but Stormy says there just wasn't enough there to work with. <laughs> See, that's a gag joke. Oh, my man. God. Working blue man, oh today. Man. Man, everybody, everybody now is getting into the artificial intelligence, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, Sunday night, 60 Minutes tried it by featuring Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> hey, don't, don't insult AI like that, Mr. Burbank. Not real. <laughs> uh, a lot of people were pissed uh, that Marge got a primetime segment on CBS Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, uh, 60 Minutes, 15 Minutes are up. <laughs> <laughs> And Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, the most important trial of the week. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow was found innocent of plowing into a skier. Uh, a lot of people were disappointed in the trial, though. No Johnny Depp. 
It's just not the same. I have to tell my plowing into a skier story one of these days. <laughs> Indeed. I, ha- I have one. I do. And uh, and that QAnon shaman from January 6th has won uh, early release from prison, mm-hmm. and he's been sent to a halfway house. Uh, one of the conditions of his release, every week he has to shampoo that big furry hat. <laughs> All right. I love that joke. (laughs) Kicking off a brand new week with Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah, uh, it's a repeat. We played it last week. Number one for a second week in a row. Rocky Mountain Mike, and I'm so indicted. Did you? You told me that via text the other day. You were like, "Yeah, I'm so indicted. We should play that again because it's number one right now." Where's it number one? Where's the? Where are these charts you're talking about? Here. <laughs> okay, I get it. It's number one in our hearts. I see. Exactly. Exactly. I, I thought for a second there there was some like song no. parody charts, and the Rocky it, Mountain Mike has. Jumped over Randy Rainbow, thank God, and reached the number one slot. As it is, we're we're very proud of him, and there's yes. been a lot of excitement about this song. I've, I've a lot of people have talked about this song. It, it gets stuck in your head, as so many of them do. But yeah, uh, yeah so as far as we're concerned here at this show, uh, don't you think that uh, it's number one for the second straight week? Yes, yes, it is number one for the second straight week. There we go. <laughs> wink, wink. We'll just we'll <laughs> yeah. go along with that. Hey, you ready, Mister? announcer let's do this in the criminal justice system the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups the police who investigate crime and the district attorneys who prosecute the offenders (laughs) okay for some reason i thought there was more and and that's there was well usually usually (laughs) usually the announcer says these are their stories. But oh. this is only, today, this story is just about one guy. Okay, so you see, now that's right. that's where you threw me off a little bit. Okay, yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I, yeah. If you hadn't fallen asleep during the pre-show meeting. <laughs> Perfect show so far. <laughs> Delightful. <laughs> Best show we've ever done. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, you know what? If you're listening days and weeks after we finish uh, recording the show or after this date, today's date, uh, April 4, if you're listening mm-hmm. a few days after, a few weeks after, What you're hearing today is basically our real-time coverage of Trump's indictment as it's happening. So that's essentially what we're trying to do here. Because you know why, Buzz? We got screwed again on Thursday. It's one of those things where, you know, we thought, okay, well, it's not going to be until after Easter or whatever when an indictment's going to be handed down. The jurors are going home, the grand jurors. 
And uh, so we were safe to do an entire show where we didn't necessarily talk about indictments. As soon as I went to post the show on Thursday, that's when the news came down. So I had to scramble, 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 record a new open for the show. Like I did, I recorded a cold open to make sure we at least had something in there. And then I got it posted. But the funniest part of that is all day that day and then the very next day, I was getting DMs and tweets and all kinds of comments Uh from people saying, God, Bob, you know, as soon as I heard that news come down that Trump was going to be indicted this week, Uh I said, oh, my God, Bob must have just finished his show. (laughs) So, yeah, of course I did. That's always the way it works. The universe loves us. But this week, today, we defy the news gods, and yeah. we've delayed the recording of the show and the release of the show so that we could be present with each other and with you as we witness this historic occasion. This is an historic broadcast yeah. uh, from the sense that we, we're actually sort of, as Bob said, covering something live. Uh, we'll record it, and there'll be post-production. It'll be released uh, early this evening, I think a little earlier than I had predicted. And, uh, you know, so it's a big deal for us, but obviously... Obviously, it's a big deal for the country uh, to uh, have the balls to bring a former president to justice. (laughs) And by the way, did you mention, what did you say, post-production? What the hell is that? You know, where you edit out the parts I've screwed up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Let's just jump right in with all of this right now. As we speak... Where is Donald Trump right now? Is he? Are we going to do this thing where we follow him around that everyone seems to hate? Something's been bugging me, Buzz, and it's yes. the fact that for, I don't know, what, seven years now, maybe more than seven years in many oh, yeah. cases, we've been saying, when is Donald Trump going to be indicted? When is he going to be held accountable? <laughs> and then as soon as he is, everyone's like, I don't want to see Donald Trump getting indicted. Stop showing, stop showing things with Donald well, Trump. Uh, yeah, there's a good deal of fatigue uh, about this for sure and about yeah, this guy. Yeah. Uh, the good news, if there is any about this, is there's fatigue on the other side as well. Mm. There's fatigue in the Trump camp as well. They're getting tired of it. The the average Trump voter, you still see them very vocally. You still see the red hats turn out at the rallies. Yeah. But uh, the average Republican voter is just as tired of this as, as we are. Uh, the difference is we, we have to, because we're trying to save democracy here, uh, not give up the fight. We can't allow our fatigue to slow us down. Mm. Uh, what we're to answer your question, uh, which is where are we now? Yeah. Trump has been arrested. The former president has been arrested after entering the criminal courts building on at 100 Center Street in Manhattan today in New York. Wow. Uh, he, I, we're now looking uh, at home. You folks use TVs here. I have a monitor. And uh, you folks what, use TVs. I'm I'm I'm, I'm looking at uh, the hallway uh, that, that Trump will go down uh, to enter the courtroom itself. Uh, as you all know by now, no live cameras are permitted in the courtroom, but there is a live camera in the hallway outside. And uh, as Bob and I speak here during this recording, we're about five minutes away from Trump having to have his ass in that courtroom. So uh, any second now, any minute now, we should see him uh, enter that hallway, and that's where we are. But uh, the bottom line at this point is uh, Donald Trump has been arrested. He's been told, you, sir, are under arrest. He's had his <laughs> he's had his fingerprints taken electronically. No ink on, on those fingers. Nobody has to do that anymore. It's all done electronically. Yep. Uh, he, uh, with his uh, 15th floor camera that I'm looking at in the hallway, uh, inside that courtroom is a dingy old courtroom. Uh, this will be uh, a room in which uh, Donald Trump will be humbled, I think, to a degree, if not for just a few minutes, because in that situation, in that setting, 
for uh, the first time maybe ever in his life, he is not in control. Yeah, uh, he's 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 the subject of what's happening there, and he can't do anything. He can't say anything, uh, but he has to be there, and he has to be he has to be humble in that moment. And that's, as you know, about the hardest thing that he could ever do in that dingy courtroom on the fifteenth floor. Uh, he's he's th- this will not be a pleasant experience for him, uh, and and this is why he and his attorneys didn't want cameras in the courtroom itself. One of the things making it so uh, uncomfortable for Donald Trump right now is the fact that at Mar-a-Lago, they refer to today as a triple D day. Do you understand the triple D? That'd be no. a double diaper day. Yeah, it's a double diaper day. <laughs> I did I did not know that term. It's, uh, things have already started to get gross on the show. See, we're, we've, we've released this during the dinner hour for a lot of people, so uh, <laughs> you know, tread lightly here. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So the charges have already been revealed in an exclusive Yahoo News uh, report that came out. What was it last night? Uh, Michael Iskoff. Yeah, Michael Iskoff. Yeah. Very reliable journalist uh, came out. But I don't know how much detail he had. Uh, I didn't see a lot of detail, just that uh, he had the count that we didn't have prior to that, that there are 34 charges and they're all felonies. For falsification of business records. Right, right. Yeah. Uh But that's Um, all we know. We don't know the specifics. And that's going to be important because uh, the specifics will will be what explained to us why these were elevated, why these typically misdemeanor charges were elevated to felonies. Uh, Obviously, uh, pursuant to to the commission of uh, a bigger crime. Yeah, the charge of falsification of business records can be prosecuted in New York State as a misdemeanor, but Bragg's office bumped up all the charges, this is again according to Michael Isikoff, to Class right. E felonies. That's the lowest level of felonies right. in the New York Low State level. Penal Code mm-hmm. on the grounds that the conduct was intended to conceal another underlying crime, according to the source. Under the New York State Penal Code, a conviction for the Class E felony of falsifying business records can result in a prison term of up to four years. But as a practical matter, that seems extremely unlikely. In fact, Tommy Christopher over at Mediaite added up (laughs) what the maximum sentences would be uh, if found guilty on all 34 counts. The maximum sentences for the 34 felony counts, 136 years in prison. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not going to see 136 years in prison. I don't think he'll see a day in prison on on this. Even even if he's convicted, I don't think he's going to prison on this. But as those of us watching the news know, uh, there's been a lot of progress in in the other investigations, especially on the federal level. Uh, Things are closing in on him. It's been said that this trial, uh, the one that's being launched today with this arraignment, uh, the trial isn't going to get underway for another year, probably. That's how long they all take. That's typical. Yeah. And and in, in Trump's case, his lawyers will file a million uh, uh, motions uh, to to move the trial, to dismiss the trial. Uh, these will be attempts to delay things. I don't expect they will succeed in delaying because the the rulings will come on these very quickly. In the meantime, these other investigations are closing in on him. Uh, but I've heard he could get up to four years for. 
what he's facing today, but that he probably wouldn't serve a day on 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 what he's facing. These are considered low level felonies. Yes, I think at the very worst, we're talking about the likelihood of basically what we've been saying on the show for some time now, which would be some form of house arrest, maybe. But in the immediate future, I think it's entirely likely that Donald Trump will get hit with a gag order, as you were uh, joking about. And the question that I have, I'd love to hear your take on this. Okay. is whether a gag order is good news or bad news for Donald Trump or for the rest of us or for the future of this case. Before you answer, here's my view. Okay. I think obviously there will be a gag order because he's already starting to threaten Alvin Bragg's wife and things like that. He's going to push as far as he can and Judge Marchand is not going to put up with Donald Trump's effery. However, without a gag order, What's my rule? Trump always makes things worse for Trump. Trump will continue to mouth off and incriminate himself without a gag order. So that could actually work oh, toward sure. a, a conviction, maybe additional charges on top of everything. Right. You sure. know, who knows how this would play out given Donald Trump's motor mouth, given the fact that he can't shut the F up ever. So in so, that sense, what do you think? Is a gag order good or is it bad? <laughs> Will it stick? I just oh, yeah, my first question. I, first, I have to, to agree with you completely on your last statement. Trump can and probably will make things literally worse for himself yeah. uh, by continuing to speak. I don't think uh, the judge is, over the time that we're doing the show together, I don't think in this brief court appearance, I don't think uh, Judge Marchand is going to issue a gag order today. What I think he will do is issue an admonishment to both sides. Sides, mm -hmm. to watch it, you know, yeah. to just watch your step, uh, keep it from being personal. Uh, you know, let's let's keep this professional. Uh, I think he just will let them off with a warning today. I think, uh, but he can certainly drag uh, Trump's ass back into court and literally Trump himself to uh, to issue a gag order. And that may happen because, as we all know, Trump has no self-discipline and probably can't be held to a gag order without some kind of near physical restraint. Well, uh, yeah, but that's the thing. If he does start blabbing with uh -huh. a gag order already applied, right. then he could end up in jail for 30 days, which absolutely. would be amazing. <laughs> so yes, we don't, we don't need to Photoshop him in prison anymore. If that happens, we may have I actual think, photographs. <laughs> I, I think simply a warning from the judge today, an admonishment to, to, to keep it above board, to keep, you know, to stay quiet, to be careful. Yeah. The judge doesn't want to infringe on the First Amendment rights of a presidential candidate who's <laughs> declared. Uh, so he, he knows he's the judge is treading on eggshells here. Yeah. Uh, but, he, but he also knows uh, the potential and he knows Trump's reputation. So I think we're going to start with an admonishment and then, and then wait and see what happens. But you're absolutely right. Anything Trump says from this point forward can and will be held against him in a court of law. Yeah, well, that's what Trump wants people to believe. He certainly wants the judge to believe that. He wants Alvin Bragg to believe that he will somehow uh, be immune from some of these things. Oh, well, you can't apply a gag order to me because I'm running for president. You can't let that happen to me. You can't let that happen to me. He's counting on but the judge, the prosecutors to go, well, he's running for president. So what, what are you going to do? Uh, well, that's well, not necessarily going to be the case. 
Of course, I believe a gag order would be good for the country. I, yeah. That's, you know, I, I'd like to see that oh, yeah. uh, more widespread and permanent, you know, on a, mm-hmm. not just in this case, but in all cases. That would be great. Yeah. Uh, and and uh, like we've both agreed, the judge could certainly do that at, at some point. I just don't think that's going to be part of this day. And yeah. by the way, uh, still looking at that hallway, uh, cops checking their watches, uh, law enforcement officers <laughs> checking their watches, were a few minutes past the time that the Trump hearing was to begin. Usually these things end up starting a little bit late, especially when you've got a prima donna like Donald, maybe fussing with his uh, his hair helmet or whatever whatever he's doing. Uh, regardless, though, as far as a gag order goes, just one last thought on that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Much like with everything with Donald Trump, um, because he's such an unforgivable bully, anything that restrains him is going to eat away at who he is and how he sees himself. He'll so, rebel against it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, that's he's going to try, and he'll end up right. going to jail because right. of it. Right. But I like the idea of a gag order insofar as it's a punishment. It's accountability for Trump. Right. It's payback right. accountability. for that's all of is. his bullying and erratic behavior and he's, his destabilization of the system and his lack of respect for institutions and all the shit that he says about people. He deserves things like gag orders. He asks for things like gag orders. I mean, maybe not intentionally, maybe not directly, but he's kind of daring Judge Marchand to issue a gag order in this. But And, and, yeah. and I'm in favor of that. I mean, I, yeah. I too would enjoy seeing a gag order because I know that Trump would ignore it and I know there would be consequences. And mm-hmm. I think the key word you just used is accountability. Yeah. Uh, this is literal, real-time accountability. If he mouths off, he will pay for it yeah uh, if, if he mouths off uh, well first of all he will be warned today i think then if he mouths off after that he will be uh warned in a more serious fashion in other words uh, a gag order will be issued and then when he violates that uh he will be uh, punished for it uh, or certainly can be so yeah i'm in favor of the gag order i'm in favor of him breaking the gag order and i'm in favor of him being punished for breaking the gag order uh yeah in that way uh, you know, maybe this plays out the way it's supposed to. Plus, there's some new details in terms of what's happening behind the scenes as far as uh, booking Donald Trump. There is no mugshot. Am I right? Right. Uh, that is correct. And yes. no yeah. handcuffs. We, I, I Listen, I got to address this because okay. and, and I, maybe maybe the word I'm using here is too strong, but there is a sort of. Uh, understandable bloodlust. <laughs> yeah, among, I feel that. Uh, uh, among Democrats and progressives, I feel it too. Don't yeah. you know I feel it too? I had to cover this guy for, you know, the entire course of his administration. Anyway, so today I see online uh, people say, well, uh, no mugshots. Well, I'd have to have a mugshot. Take. Listen, there are, there are all kinds of flexible rules. They even have different rules in different parts of New York State yeah. uh, about how these things are conducted. For a low-level felony, as Bob described it, and that is correct, it is a low-level felony. It is a white-collar crime. It is a nonviolent crime. It is a first offender uh, he's not, you know, and, and there are plenty of pictures of Donald Trump. It, it, finding a picture of Trump is not, <laughs> uh, not difficult, nor is it an impediment, uh, to this trial. And somebody said, well, but then somebody's going to say later, oh, you can't get him because there's no mugshot. No, it's not how it works. They have his fingerprints. Yeah. They have the booking documents. Uh, he has been officially arrested. 
Uh, I'm asking fellow progressives to take joy in the victories and the progress mm -hmm. that we are making here instead of whining about, well, why doesn't he have to have a mugshot taken? I know there's a schadenfreude in seeing that happen and plastering the mugshot everywhere, but uh, isn't it more important that he's being processed and prosecuted? Yes, absolutely. And plus, you know what? The Lord takes away a mugshot but gives us courtroom sketches. That's what I'm <laughs> excited about because the courtroom sketches of people like Steve Bannon and mm -hmm. Roger Stone and Paul Manafort were just absolutely wonderful. Michael Cohen had courtroom sketches in his trial. That's the kind of shit I'm looking for because I want to see Donald Trump's hair <laughs> in the courtroom <laughs> sketches. I want to see how the courtroom artists render out Donald Trump's haggard, smeared with foundation makeup face. That's it. You talk about something that I would have framed on my wall. A courtroom sketch of Donald Trump <laughs> sitting on the stand or exactly. wherever they keep him. I You'll mean, get that. With, with Steve Bannon, they had him in shackles wearing a mask, and that was an amazing courtroom sketch. You can go find it on, on Google, do an image search for that, because I, it is one of my faves. And if anything like that happens with Donald Trump, I am so completely there. That'll suffice yeah. to me. Yeah. There, there are four courtroom artists on the scene, and I just saw one of our people on Twitter uh, uh, complain that uh, the problem with that is uh, no emotion. Uh, they won't show any emotion. Oh, my goodness. Take a look at go, – go back and look at some courtroom sketches. They can and have shown tremendous yeah. emotion. Yeah. Uh, so uh, these will be quite revealing. And although we won't get mug shots, we will get the work of these four courtroom artist uh and and you can frame that and hang it on your wall mm -hmm. uh because that's real and that happened and there'll be court transcripts to back it up yeah i think i just saw one of uh, trump's lawyers dip out of the hallway to talk to the officer taco penis uh, I, th I think it was taco penis yes and uh so i don't know what's happening but we're continuing to wait and wait and i'm glad we still have some time left on this show <laughs> I, I feel like i've unlocked an achievement i just got you to say taco penis and that's a yes. big deal <laughs> Newsman Buzz Burbank says taco penis on the show, yes. Thank, Thank you, you, and you're welcome, yes. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing with cameras in the courtroom. We'll yeah. be able to see what's really happening in the courtroom, and I think Donald Trump supporters, I think uh, Red Hats would be watching that footage. Without cameras in the courtroom, what we're going to get is Donald Trump's interpretation provided there is no gag order. Donald Trump's interpretation of that, or Taco Penis's interpretation of that, after the fact, where they can make up things or put a spin on it, frame it in a certain way that seems like Donald Trump, you know, the whole whiny diaper nonsense that they go through. Oh, Donald Trump is being treated so unfairly. All of that nonsense. They'll really play that up. Of course they will. Without those cameras will. on. But I also understand. And suffice to say, what I'm saying here is, I'm of two minds on this issue of cameras in the courtroom. I, I get, strangely enough, I get both sides of that argument. I get that if you have cameras in the courtroom, we're talking about OJ again, we're talking about constant mm -hmm. coverage. If you thought the constant footage of empty podiums during the 2016 election was ridiculous, wait for cameras in the courtroom in this situation. It's going to be nonstop Donald Trump coverage all the time.
So on that side of things, you don't want that. And then plus you add cameras in the courtroom, Donald Trump misbehaving and giving glances and, and acting foolish. Uh, there could be that too. Yeah, uh, you give him opportunity to mugging, act out. Yeah, mugging yeah. for the camera, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You give him that opportunity to act out, and there's there's no reason for that. Uh, I think we can trust the courtroom reporting. I think we can trust the records. I think we can trust mm -hmm. the prosecutor. We'll be hearing from Alvin Bragg uh, before we finish the shadow docket today, and uh, so I think uh, you know I think the the truth side of the story will be told. I, I don't think the narrative will be controlled by Trump. Yes, he and his supporters will say all the things you've predicted they're, they're going to say. And in fact, they already have said them. Yeah. Uh, yeah and that will continue. I agreed. Uh, but uh, that won't be the only side to the story. And as always, it's our job to get the truth side out. Yes, it is. And I have to push back on something that Rachel Maddow said Thursday night. She said, this will not be boring. Or no, she, she said, she said the, it would be. She said it would be boring. Yeah. Yeah. And, right. and my reaction is, are you kidding me? This will absolutely not be boring. Like the last thing this will be is boring. An ex-president is being prosecuted for falsifying business records, 34 counts of that felony crime. And this is the first of maybe several that we're going to see, several indictments. I think Fulton County is going to be possibly, I mean, as I keep saying, it could be any day now. I mean, it could surprise us after we're done recording today's show, for God's sake. <laughs> of uh, course. But this is something that we're going to see more and more of. And so There's in that Trump. regard, it's, yeah, it's always going to be a circus. What did you say? Is he coming Indeed. out? Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Trump uh, now looking very stern. Uh, as he is led uh, very through a very short space, he can't come in. Comes in one door, at the end of the <laughs> hall, and immediately hangs a left into uh, into the courtroom. Uh, he didn't even come down the hallway that we were expecting him to to walk down. So we won't even see that much of a perp walk. We did see a very uh, scowling Donald Trump though <laughs> uh, for just a few minutes as he entered the courtroom itself. That that as I've described before, dingy courtroom on the 15th floor. <laughs> Double diaper day. All right. Yeah. Meantime, uh, Trump and Taco Penis are already effing with the court. I mean, this is late last week. We learned that Taco Penis said, well, we can't bring Donald in on Friday. Again, this is last week. Right. Because right. the Secret Service needs time to get prepared. Well, then right. NBC News reached out to the Secret Service and the Secret Service said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> We don't need that right. much advance time for this guy. What, what are you saying? The Secret Service officials told NBC News that Trump's detail is not to blame for him reporting to New York City for arrest on Tuesday rather than last Friday. Preposterous, one Secret Service source said. So already, Taco Penis and Donald Trump are lying to the court and using exactly. Secret Service as an excuse. Exactly. <laughs> right off the bat, the first thing, that's the foot they get off on yes. is lying to the court and saying, no, I would love to do Friday. A Secret Service says no can do. And the Secret Service called it preposterous <laughs> that they absolutely could have been ready on Friday and that that was a lie. And now it's exposed to both the prosecutor and the judge that uh, Trump and his people, including his lawyers, were lying to the court about when Trump could show for the indictment, he did it at his convenience, not the court's. I love that word, preposterous. You want to know one, yeah, one of the reasons one. why I love it so much? One. When I was working on my high school newspaper, my friends and I in the nerd herd or whatever you want to call it, those of us who worked on the high school newspaper. I was one. We, oh, well, good, good, because we're, we're in the same club then. Because yes. 
one of the things that we did as sort of a inside joke is every issue of the paper, we tried to include one mention of the word preposterous because it was our theory that preposterous was the best word to express outrage to the point of being kind of over the top. Like if you want yeah. to use that word, you are super duper outraged. And it's just a great word for expressing that emotion. So we used to try to like shoehorn it into the most non-outraged articles. Like somehow there would be something about school school lunches, and we would throw the word right. in there, oh, school lunches are preposterous this week. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish we'd fun. had a word. I wish we'd had a word like that, but we yeah. did write about school lunches. And stuff, yeah. <laughs> Stupid shit in high school newspapers. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Central Park Five has weighed in, and this is one <laughs> of my favorite things of the past few days. Right. This is a wonderful F you to Donald Trump, and it's expressed in just one word. The statement from the Central Park Five exonerated five member Youssef Salam on Donald Trump's indictment. And the statement is one word. That word, karma. Yep. Karma. Right. Yeah, as we all know, Donald Trump took out a full-page ad in the New York Times calling for the execution of the Central Park Five, uh -huh. and it turned out they were absolutely innocent. Exactly. And he never retracted, never apologized because Ooh. he's Donald and he doesn't do shit like that. He just opens his big fat yapper and screams horrible things like these four people should be executed for a crime that they didn't commit. This right. is the guy who's currently whining about witch hunts right now. Just to be clear about that. And coming up here in a few minutes, I also want to talk about the notion of political prosecutions. Whether this is a political prosecution Spoiler warning, it's not. Right. But I want to talk about actual political prosecutions. We'll discuss that here in just a few minutes, too. Plus, Good. Donald Trump's first big troth about, <laughs> about being indicted. He didn't even spell indicted correctly. We'll talk about that, too. <laughs> Plus, uh, some other breaking news and the events of Donald Trump's arraignment as they happen. Plus, we may even get to Alvin Bragg's uh, press conference, which we'll uh, try to get as much in as we can in the course of today's show. So if you're, if you're not subscribed to the Shadow Docket right now, please got to go to our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month. That's it, $5 a month. And you get like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of extra show that's exclusive to our Patreon subscribers. So again, if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts and so on, you're only hearing the first hour or more. We've been doing longer shows lately. There's an additional 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday episode, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the Shadow Docket, as I said. Patreon.com slash Bob Show. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. The Shadow Dockets drop every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows, $5 a month, and you're going to be supporting this fully independent podcast. So don't miss out. BobSeskaShow.com, Patreon.com slash Bob Show. Either URL will get you there. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. 
Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Bob Seska. Having a little sip of coffee here. Um, yeah, this is the great Cougar the Tiger. <clears throat> One of the first indie songs I played here on the show going back, I don't know, a few years. Cool. I forget when we started doing that. Was it 2018? Pre-pandemic. Yeah, somewhere in there. I forget everything that happened before the pandemic. Uh, it's a song called Big Fat Mouth. When you told me I wonder why. I wonder why we're playing a song called Big who's, Fat Mouth. Who's he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> Such a good question. Oh, brand new Indie Music Countdown, by the way. If you're over at our yes. Patreon page, signing up for the Shadow Docket, uh, make sure to check out this month's, or the March edition of the Indie Music Countdown. It's all the songs we played, all the indie songs we played on the show throughout the month of March, played in the same order as they appeared on the show. So go and do that. Lots of great music, some new music, uh, brand new King Cyborg in there, brand new Vixen Noir, brand new group called Razor House in the mix, Robinson and Rowe. Oh my God, so many so many uh, uh, songs and so much variety on the Indie Music Countdown. So it's exclusive to our Patreon page now. That's the only place you're going to find it. Yep. Uh, show.com. It's oh, very cool. Also, bobseska.com slash music to submit. Send your music, please. Thank you. All right. Uh, uh, there was, a, by the way, a, that little brief period of time that we saw Trump uh, going through the hallway to the end of the courtroom yeah. a few minutes ago. Uh, this is not a happy day for Trump. Uh, for those of you who no. needed the schadenfreude, who needed yeah. to see this man, man unhappy, uh, MSNBC uh, has a still frame. I can see it here on my monitor. Uh, NBC has a still frame of Trump glaring directly into the camera lens as he passes in that, in that, in that and then just it's just this uh, very stern-looking face, and he's just his eyes are burning into the camera lens, uh, and so. Know that although you didn't get your you didn't get your mug shots and you didn't get your handcuffs and you didn't get your perp walk, uh, this is not a happy day for Donald Trump. And and to emphasize again, uh, during his 15 minutes or whatever it's going to be in the courtroom, and we can talk about that because there may be a uh, maybe a recess to give his, him and his lawyers a chance to look over the 34 felony charges. Uh, but. Uh, this this is a miserable time for him in a dingy yeah. courtroom where he has no control 
over the situation whatsoever. So if you need a schadenfreude, take it from that. Yeah. Take it from that. Yeah, this is brand new territory for him. He's never been in this situation. He's never lacked this much control. This is not one of these things where he can settle for pennies on the dollar, right. weasel his way out. This is something that Donald Trump is going to have to suck it up and deal with until it's over. And of course, he's going to try to derail the whole thing however he can. Of course, he's going to try it. He's going to exploit it in order to uh, get the Republican nomination. He's going to try to ride it to uh, another victory in 2024. And I say another one because he barely did it. In fact, he lost right. the popular vote in yes. 2016. He and so many Republicans have. Yeah. He lost the midterms in 2018. He lost his reelection in 2020 by a lot. He likes to say, I won by a yes, lot. By well, a he, lot. he lost by a lot. And then, of course, his party, with a lot of candidates endorsed by Trump himself, completely fumbled the uh, 2022 midterms, as we all know. And so, yeah, of course they're going to renominate him. Great idea. What's the definition of insanity again? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Thank you, Einstein, there. I believe, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, listen, they, they have uh, changed the arrangement of the bike racks uh, in the hallway of the 15th floor of the Criminal Courts building on Center Street in Manhattan, and uh, it appears that that re recess that I mentioned uh, may be about to take place because this is a different arrangement of walking path than was used to sleek, sleek, him, sleek him into the courtroom. Uh, now he'll get a chance to, uh, with his lawyers, uh, slink across the hall between two sets of bicycle rack barricades uh, so that they can look over the charges. So I think we're expecting him uh, to come out of the courtroom for that break at any moment. And just adding to your observations, uh, the watch Washington Post says a solemn looking Donald Trump left the area of the courthouse where he was processed and walked to the courtroom where his arraignment. This may be really old mm -hmm. news based on what you've kind been of, saying kind of already. Yeah, we're about 15 minutes ahead of this. OK, yeah. yeah, that's a a show that is pre-taped is 15 minutes ahead of the Washington Post real time yeah. reporting. Yeah, put that in your timeline, <laughs> Terry Metalis. <laughs> See, I was just—I was just about to go there. I was wow. just about to go to some sort of multiverse time travel thing, <laughs> because we're really bending the space-time continuum with all of we this are. right now. We are, we especially are. for those of you who are listening to the show weeks after. And by the way, if you're listening to the show for us to report the news, and you're listening uh -huh. several weeks later. Uh, stop it. It's, it's, no, no. There are better places where you can get just the hard what, news. What do, you, what do you call that, Natasha Leon? What do you call that? <laughs> it's bullshit. So Donald Trump misspelled uh, indicted <laughs> when he was screaming about being indicted. He spelled it indicated. It's the opposite of vindicated, so maybe he figures the opposite of indicated is indicated. That could be. He said, these thugs and radical left monsters have just indicated the 45th president of the United States of America uh, uh, and the leading Republican candidate by far for the 2024 blah, 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 blah. This is an attack on our country the likes of which has never been seen before, which he says about everything. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad. Sad. He's so sad. By the way, I'm looking at a 
being sad, you're talking about Trump yeah. being sad. I'm looking at a still photo from inside the courtroom. We've already got it, of course, in this digital age. Uh, photographers, still photographers, were allowed in the courtroom before the proceeding began, before the judge enters. And so they did get a picture of Donald Trump, a photograph of Trump, sitting at the defense table with, uh, <laughs> with, with Taco Penis. Uh, Trump... <laughs> Uh, appears to be solemn, but also sort of staring into space. <laughs> That's right. He's composing his next troth in yeah, his head sure. right now. I'm That's sure. exactly what he's doing. He's thinking about the dog with the puffy tail that he saw outside the courtroom on his way in. And how much he hates dogs, yes. I know. <laughs> right. Uh, Hugo Lowell reported uh, today, he said, uh, Trump has told advisors and associates that he's prepared to escalate attacks against the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, now that he's been formally charged and remarked in a private moment that it's time to politically fuck him up with like EM, fuck him up. Is what he good said. Good luck with good luck with that dude. I, you know, he's not going to succeed. Yeah, he's not well, going to. He's only, as you have always said, he's only going to hurt himself. Shameless Donald going after Alvin Bragg's wife. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. That's I, right. We expect that. Right, so a cheap shot, and you know, uh, a lot of the red hats enjoy that sort of cheap shot. And what he's going to say if something happens to Alvin Bragg's wife is that he never told anyone to go and attack her or do anything no. to her. No, no. He was just mentioning that Alvin Bragg happens to have a wife, but that's his little his little way of wiggling out of these situations. I never said that. I never said that there was going to be death and destruction. I was just saying I hope there's not death and destruction. Right. And that's his little game. Um, meantime, the tweet of the week came down last week. This is, so this is more like the tweet of last week. This is the best, best tweet of last week. The tweet of last week. <laughs> That's right. A little couple days late. But this, this is too good to pass up, to not repeat again. The tweet comes from the at Discussing Film account. And the tweet is, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York star Donald Trump has been indicted on criminal charges. Holy yeah. God, that's funny. Yeah, I said I saw that. I love that. He's the first cast member of Home Alone 2 to be indicted on criminal charges. That's how history will remember him. And the picture, it's the screen grab yeah. of when he appears in that movie because they had to shoot some of it at one of his hotels. And he's yeah. got this requirement that anything gets, that gets shot at one of his properties, he has to be in it. His ugly pumpkin head has got to be shoehorned into the production. And then, of course, the shitty tweet of the week uh -huh. comes to us from a familiar source, yeah. Matt Taibbi. Oh, Here's what Matt Taibbi tweeted on Thursday, and this is after the news of the indictment was handed down. If presidents think they will be chased into jail under thin pretexts as ex-presidents, they'll try even harder to never leave office. This is how autocracies are born, he said. No, you know how autocracies are born? By making it so that presidents are lawless. See also mm -hmm. Vladimir fucking Putin. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, do you need a better example? I mean, Matt Taibbi, of all people, should know the example of Vladimir Putin. I just find it very hard to believe that that little punk gets any respect at all. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, I, we, oh we all have a hard time. You almost made me spit out my coffee, that little well, punk. I'll, I'll, 
I'll I'll try harder. Thank you very much. Uh, but but a lot of people have long believed that about Donald Trump, and I, I think yeah. it's it's true of Matt Taibbi. It's astounding to me that anybody has any respect for that guy. Well, I mean, the thing that's baffling, of course, is this attack about political prosecutions. That this the, the Democrats are just Alvin Bragg is just prosecuting Donald Trump because of politics. He doesn't like the cut of his jib. Doesn't like the fact that he's running for president again, and he's so terrified. Alvin Bragg is so terrified that Donald Trump is going to win again. You know, Donald Trump, who hasn't won a, an election ever, yeah. uh, including the one that he kind of did. He won the electoral you, vote in, but didn't win the popular vote in. You, you have to you have to win before before you can win again. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. By, by the way, uh, developing as we have this discussion, I know where you're going with this, and, and I'm, I'm there with you. I just want to interject that uh, Trump has entered uh, pleas of innocent to all 34 counts oh, of business fraud. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Oh my God, that is the pleaded, dumbest, dumbest move. Pleaded not guilty. Yeah, and you know what that means? Right. The possibility of maximum sentences. You yeah. should plead. You should plead guilty if you're caught. <laughs> but he's going to plead not guilty, which means this is going to get. My, see also my rule: Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. That's what he's this, going to do every single time. He's looking at the politics of it, uh, yeah. and and that's what you, that's what we're starting to talk about here is. Mm -hmm. Uh, whether or not this is a political prosecution, because that's what Trump will has argued and will continue to argue to his supporters. And uh, he's actually gotten some moderate Republicans to agree with him that this is a partisan prosecution, not a criminal prosecution. And uh, I think you can help enlighten us on that. It's not. Absolutely not. Donald Trump is an obvious criminal. Don't be gaslit by this shit. That's the goal, to say, uh, Donald Trump, oh my God, he's completely, oh, no one plays fair and square like Donald Trump. No one obeys the law quite like Donald Trump. That is 1,000% nonsense. That is gaslighting of the highest order. Don't let it affect your view of this. Don't let the people around you allow their uh, view to be affected by that ridiculous framing, that ridiculous spin on all of this. Donald Trump is an obvious criminal. Donald Trump has committed myriad crimes. Many of those crimes we will never, ever, ever hear about. Many of the crimes we will hear about, and he will be prosecuted for those crimes. This is one of those things where Donald Trump thinks, well, because I ran for president and I won, that means I'm immune to all these things, so I'm going to keep committing crimes. In fact, he's committing crimes on top of other crimes, where, for example, with the Marla document situation. He's now lying to his attorneys, or did lie to his attorneys, who then lied to the FBI. That's another crime. I mean, there are additional crimes just in the process of investigating the crimes that already exist. That's how much of a criminal he is. So what are you are we supposed to just ignore these things because he's a member of the opposite party from the prosecutors who are investigating? And that's just, right. uh, that's just how it is. I mean, a lot of people are talking rightly about the fact that uh, Hillary Clinton uh, was... Uh, Persecuted uh, was was repeatedly politically uh, investigated, uh, and nothing, nothing, nothing was ever found. Exactly right. Uh, no matter how many times Republicans tried with their phony baloney political investigations, they failed. This isn't a political investigation. Are are we progressives taking joy in it? Absolutely. But what's happened here is someone has broken the law, and in this case, in a way that may very well have affected the outcome of the 2016 election. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and so this is a much this is more than just political. This is uh, this is about major crime. Well, speaking of the 2016 election, 
What was the centerpiece as far as Donald Trump's campaign catchphrases? The, the things that people uh, chanted at as well. Lock her up, I think, was oh, one yeah, of the main ones. Lock her up. I, I mean, that became a campaign theme, uh, mm-hmm. beginning with Mike Flynn at the convention and carrying through into Donald Trump's presidency to the point where right. uh, about a, a year later, a year after mm-hmm. Election Day, Donald Trump right. asked Jeff Sessions and Jeff Sessions obliged in appointing a U.S. attorney, this guy named John Huber out of Utah out of the District of Utah. This is a federal investigation. This is a Department of Justice investigation into Hillary Clinton. That investigation started in 2017. It lasted into 2020 for right. basically the entire duration of Donald Trump's one loser term as president. During that entire time, there was a U.S. attorney investigating Hillary Clinton, making good on Donald Trump's campaign promise to at least try to lock her up. And as you right. said, Buzz, you know what they found in that entire two-year, two-plus-year investigation? Nothing. They found nothing. Nothing criminal. And that's just the beginning. I mean, what did Hillary Clinton go through when she was running for president, just like Donald Trump is doing right now? Uh, 2015, 2016, how many hearings? How many times uh, did Hillary Clinton's name come up in those investigations on the Hill, the House uh, Republicans? Numerous investigations. She testified famously for 11 hours while she was the Democratic frontrunner in the campaign for president. So for these guys to be crying these crocodile tears over political prosecutions, it just makes me laugh and laugh and laugh. 30 to 40 years of investigations into Hillary Clinton and her husband, the ex-president, Bill Clinton. They feared the Clintons so very much. Uh, oh, yeah. I have to uh, thank my newsroom assistant, Marsha, yes. for uh, bringing, me, <laughs> bringing me some more detail uh, on what's going down in the courtroom today. Uh, yes, it was confirmed. I, I mentioned earlier that Trump has uh, pleaded not guilty to 34 counts of business fraud. All 34 counts, as Michael Isikoff reported last night, all 34 counts are felonies, and we now know the basis of that uh, those charges being lifted to felony status, and that is one of the reasons we expected conspiracy. Uh, this is why Alvin Bragg and his prosecutors have been looking into the Karen McDougal payoff. It wasn't just about paying off Stormy Daniels. This was about paying off Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal and any other women who came forward with these allegations as the election drew closer. Wow. So uh, this this is more than just a payoff to Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. This is part of a conspiracy to uh, gain Donald Trump the victory at the same time that James Comey was talking about Hillary's emails. Oh, thank you, Marsha. Yeah. Great news. Great news. Conspiracy. That's a word I like to hear in the context of Donald Trump. At least that's what elevates it uh, to felony yeah. status and it's one of the things we expected. Yeah, exactly. Conspiracy in relation to a Donald Trump prosecution. I don't want to hear about right. <laughs> like something having to do with comet ping pong. That's a different kind of conspiracy, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. But just it, this is a criminal this is a specifically a criminal conspiracy yeah. to quiet any woman who could uh, stand to damage the Trump campaign for president. Yeah, this, wow. This, this was this was campaign spending. 
this was a, uh, not just one case, but a, a conspiracy uh, of, of wrangling all of these women. Uh, and I believe there were more than two, but uh, the two we know about uh, most prominently are Stormy Daniels and Karen McDougal. And we know that Alvin Bragg has been uh, looking into the Karen McDougal payoff by talking a lot with the former National Enquirer publisher, David, say it with me, Pecker. <laughs> oh, wait, where are those guys? David Pecker. Is in- Thank you, guys. Thank you for checking in. Yeah. They enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just a little bit more on political prosecutions here. Yes, please. Uh, once again, this is also about waving a shiny object in the faces of the news media to say, hey, don't look over at that other thing that we're doing. Just look at this thing. And... Uh, all while they're shouting and crying about political prosecutions. Isn't it the House Republicans right now who are investigating everything having to do with Joe Biden? Isn't it, right. I mean, couldn't you make the argument that that is politically motivated? Of because, course they are, because, especially since they're not finding anything. Exactly. Where are the revelations? Where are the big uh, explosive uh, bombshell news items to come out of these investigations? There aren't any. Jim Jordan is beclowning himself. Now he's talking about, I mean, it's been, Alvin Bragg's office has done a great job of handling these jokers on Capitol mm-hmm. Hill, but... Uh, now, I, somebody on Fox News, I guess, uh, cornered Jim Jordan into saying that he would now uh, subpoena Alvin Bragg to appear before. <laughs> uh, they just, but they have no power to do any of this. Yeah. And as I like to keep reminding people, this is all noise and show. This is that's all about noise and show, and it has nothing to do with uh, crime or justice. Yeah, no political prosecutions. That's where they're engaged in. They've always been engaged in this. I mean, you could go so far as to say that the Republicans invented political prosecutions. They've been doing this for as long as I've been covering politics. They tried to get Barack Obama. They couldn't find anything, and that was driving them nuts throughout those eight years. They made some things up, and they screamed about those made-up things, but nothing was legitimate. And nothing was legit. They couldn't find any crimes on Hillary Clinton after all those times, after all right. of those investigations. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Meantime, the Republicans in Tennessee are trying to expel uh, oh three Democrats from the Tennessee, I believe it's the Tennessee House. Yes. Yeah, it's basically saying that these three Democrats engaged in some form of an insurrection. <laughs> This is just absolute nonsense. They're doing this as payback, as a political prosecution, you could call this. Uh, It says here, according to the Tennessean, Tennessee GOP begins expulsion process for three Democrats. House session devolves into chaos. Yells rang out through the state capitol as Tennessee House Republicans on Monday introduced resolutions to expel three Democrats for disorderly behavior after the trio led protest chants for gun reform on the floor of the chamber last week in the wake of the deadly Covenant school shooting. On Thursday, the three House Democrats approached the podium between bills without being recognized to speak. A breach Mm -hmm. of chamber rules. Oh, my God. Were they also chewing gum? (laughs) Were they passing notes in class, too? With a bullhorn, reps Gloria Johnson of Knoxville, Justin Jones of Nashville, and Justin Pearson of Memphis led protesters in the gallery in uh, several chants calling for gun reform. Oh, so sad. It couldn't be because there was a shooting in Nashville, was there, involving children. Right. Uh, But this is punishable. This is something that we have to punish and expel these Democrats for. This. Yeah. 
and, and this is why the Republican Party is now a fascist party. Right. Because they will go to lengths as far as uh, not only removing these Democrats from committees on which they were serving there, but also uh, threatening to have some of them removed from the legislative body itself, removed from their posts in the legislature. Yeah. I, I, this is how far Republicans are willing to go. And it's not a lot different in Florida where the chair of the Florida Democratic Party was arrested in an anti-abortion demonstration yesterday at wow. the Capitol here in Florida. This is the Republican plan. They are actually going after Democrats now, criminally and in other legal ways, uh, to silence any objection to gun control or uh, abortion choice rights, uh, anything they can do to to crush uh, Democrats. And, and yet, as you're pointing out, turn around and accuse Democrats of political prosecutions. Listen, th- these charges, and, and here's something else, here's some ammunition. For those of you who say, uh, who confront people who uh, say it's Alvin Bragg, that Alvin Bragg's a bad guy and he's going after Trump and yeah, yeah. Alvin Bragg is doing what the grand jury told him to do. Yeah. Alvin Bragg, these were New Yorkers. This was a panel of, what is, how many, what was it, like 30 people? I don't remember how many people are on a grand jury. It's quite a few. Yeah, yeah. And, and so you've got this big group of selected New Yorkers uh, representing all walks of life, voting uh, to uh, that the DA should indict and prosecute Donald Trump. Uh, Alvin Bragg didn't make that decision. He presented them with evidence that he thought might lead them to that decision. But sure enough, they agreed with the prosecutor, and it was the people of New York who made the decision to go after Donald Trump here, not Alvin Bragg. And, and that should be part of your arsenal when you confront people who uh, take on Alvin Bragg. Yeah, and you know what else? Uh, I'm looking at this picture of Donald Trump in the courtroom as you're talking about that, and he looks small. What is this? Kimberly's got some breaking news here. Update, there is also a conspiracy charge. So Mm -hmm. I guess, is there Mm -hmm. a a separate charge of conspiracy? It's one of the charges. Okay. Uh, what the, the subtlety here is that it's that particular charge that elevates the rest of these uh, business uh, falsification charges. Uh, that's what elevates them to felony status. It's that gotcha. the magic is in that conspiracy charge, and that conspiracy charge is huge. Yes, that's gigantic. Oh, my God. All right. Um, so I'm looking at this courtroom picture of Donald uh-huh. Trump yes, where yes, he's doing I. that creepy thing that he does during interviews where he glances over and looks right into the camera. He looks like a baby owl. He looks like an owl that doesn't have any fur on it. He's got this giant eyes with the crazy eyebrows and it's like the, the skin and it's saggy skin and everything. If you look at a baby owl that, or a baby parrot or something like that that does, doesn't have any feathers on it, that's kind of what Donald Trump looks like. Anyway, so he's looking will, right at the camera. I, I will not allow you to insult parrots in that fashion. <laughs> but I'm, uh, what I'm leading up to here is yes. Donald Trump looks small. Oh my God, he looks so small in this He's hunched picture. over. He's hunched over. I don't yeah. know if it's osteoporosis or depression or 
boredom like a little kid whose mom has dragged him into the bank. I don't know what we're looking at there. Yeah, but even in a figurative sense, though, it's it's mm-hmm. like he's been cut down a few notches. It, the setting, the scenario, the fact that he's flanked behind by I two think. cops, uh, one of them wearing a mask, by the way. The uh-huh. only person I've seen in these pictures wearing a mask is one of the two police officers flanking Donald Trump. Plus, there's uh, Taco Penis there and a couple of other lawyers. Right. And Donald Trump just sitting in the middle doing that thing where he's clearly he's got his hands down there in the dick tent position like he <laughs> always does. And he just looks teeny tiny, a small man, small man Donald Trump. And, and that is, of course, he's, he, he's larger in stature. But this yeah, just this makes he's him look, guy. this makes him seem... Uh, almost and, in a philosophical sense, small. And, and for those of you who need this joy, he feels that. He yeah. is not in control of this room. He can't get up and speak. He can't, uh, he just, he's restrained in that way. Mm-hmm. His, his behavior is restrained here. It has to be, or he goes to jail. So he's, he's behaving himself. He's not happy about it. Uh, but uh, this is the, uh, this is what I was talking about earlier. This is not a good day for Donald Trump. Everything right. really for him, everything changes today uh, because it's, he's going to be all about uh, tying, being tied up with legal battles from this point forward. Um, I want to take one last break, and when we come back, there are some developments happening with the grand jury, the Jack Smith investigations in Washington, yes, D.C., too, yes. that we can't can't overlook because these are some right. bombshell uh, news items here that we have to talk right. about. Uh, just more and more bad news for Donald Trump. And bad news for Donald Trump is always good news for America, good news for Indeed. democracy. Indeed. Okay, back with more show right after these words. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I wish that I could be a shapeshifter. Oh, I wish that I was a dream that could fly, travel through dimension and time and be with you. Our apologies to Alexia Chambi. <laughs> who clearly wasn't singing about Donald Trump when she wrote this song called Tiny Hands, but yeah, what what can I say? I had to play it. Not yeah. Our fault. <laughs> Sorry, Alexia. But it's a great fucking song. Links in the description to support all of the indie bands here in the show. Just go to bobseska.com. Click the link for this episode. It's dated 4423. 
Scroll on down and you'll find links for all the music uh, that we played on the show. Plus, if you uh, go to the Indie Music Countdown at uh, our Patreon page, you'll find links for everything there, too, so you can purchase all of this indie music and uh, add it to your record collection. Your digital record collection, I should say. All right. So, I, but yeah, there are a couple of things. I don't know if you have them on your docket, and I can understand why you might not, <laughs> but there are a couple of things that we should at least mention in passing today that yes. are of sig- significance today. Okay. Uh, one of them is uh, the fact that Finland is now officially, as of today, part of NATO, which doubles which doubles the amount of borderland that uh, U.S.-backed NATO shares with Russia. Nice. It doubles our front line against Russia. Yeah. Putin is pissed. He's talked about retaliation. But this is a very good thing for the free and Western world. So we we have to acknowledge uh, and welcome Finland uh, to NATO. That's one thing. The other thing we don't want to ignore today is the uh, Supreme Court election in Wisconsin. I don't know if you had this yes, on I your do. docket or not. Oh, good. Okay, well, I'll wait for you on your lead on that. But I wanted to make sure that we urged people to get out and vote there in Wisconsin. Yeah, the future of abortion in Wisconsin is on the ballot today. If the Democratic candidate wins in that election, we're talking about um, Janet... Oh, my God. Now I've got to pronounce this last name. Oh, no. No, you don't have to. Just vote vote for Janet. Vote for Janet, Uh, yeah. The other guy... Uh, the guy she's running against is not only anti-abortion, well, not only set back abortion in Wisconsin yeah. permanently, yeah. but he's also uh, anti-democracy. He's also one of the election deniers. He's also one of the people who was part of Wisconsin's fake electors plot. So uh, abortion is on the line in Wisconsin. Democracy is on the line in Wisconsin. And uh, the outcome of today's election, whether you care about cheese or not, affects the entire country. This is a very, very important election today. And so if you know Wisconsinites, uh, make sure that they've done their duty and and gotten out and vote. Uh, Low turnout would be one of the worst things that could happen to us in this election. Uh, Most most important election of the year for the nation, actually. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Conservatives have held the court, this is the state Supreme Court in Wisconsin, since 2008, but their 4-3 to majority is now up for grabs because conservative justice... This is an actual name of someone. Justice Patience Roggensack. Uh-huh. That that was my radio name in 1982. I was Patience, Patience Roggensack. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a yeah. it was an FM freeform station. Uh, kind right. of a kind of crunchy. It had sort of a hippie vibe to it and I was uh-huh, P- uh-huh. Patience Roggensack on the radio. Uh <laughs> and of course Patience Roggensack decided not to seek another term. So over the past 15 years, conservatives on the court issued rulings that upheld limits on unions, approved a voter ID law, ended a campaign finance investigation of Republicans, you know, the usual shit. Right. So uh, hopefully, and it it looks like uh, plenty of people are voting early. It said here before the polls opened Tuesday, about 435,000 voters had cast early ballots. That's the equivalent of more than a third of the 1.2 million votes cast in the 2019 state Supreme Court race the last time such a position well, led a ballot. Yeah. There's certainly been a lot of money spent on it. I think uh, jointly they've spent $45 million or more on this campaign so far. That's three times as much as normally spent on a congressional uh, or a Senate campaign in yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah. So uh, th- a lot of money uh, from both sides has gone into this race. Uh, the dark money for the dark side uh, may have uh, outspent us, mm-hmm. but I think we have right on our side, and if we have a proper voter turnout, and it sounds like from the early numbers, 
numbers that we do, uh, then uh, we may be in for some very good news. But I don't want anybody to underestimate the importance of what's happening in Wisconsin today and the importance of Wisconsinites to vote. So do we have any more information on this conspiracy charge? Has anything come up here yet? I'm trying to no, see. I don't, I don't have a print version of it yet. Because I'd like to get more uh, depth on that particular part of the story. So I don't see anything here. Suffice to say, there will be a, at least one conspiracy charge. So uh, we'll right. see how that plays out in the coming days. We'll obviously have updates for you uh, tomorrow on the Wednesday show. Simon Rosenberg is going to be here. And then, of course, the Thursday show and the Friday show. So lots of time this week to get that information in. And, right. I think the, I, yeah. I was just going to say, I think the indictment's like 98 pages long. So it's going to require some processing and not, and not something we'd be likely to leaf through on the air here. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> Um, some, I don't know what we've called this breaking news or what, but, uh-huh. uh, Joyce Vance has tweeted that Donald Trump Jr. has posted a picture of the judge's daughter on Troth Central. Here we go. Yeah. This is where it gets dicey. Donald Trump Jr. endangering the life of Judge Mershon's daughter. Oh, the Judge Mershon's not going to take well to this. No, I don't think so. Uh, obviously, Junior's completely zapped on cocaine right now. I mean, that's got to be it. Because um, that is just a dumb fucking move. I don't know what he expects to come of that. It's going to be another one of those things where he said, well, I never told anyone to do anything to her. I just said, right. here's, here's, I mean, he's essentially doxing the judge at this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Holy shit, these people well, are you, unforgivable you, bastards. You shared with us Trump's pledge to fuck up the judge and uh, yeah, fuck up yeah. the prosecutor. This, here it goes. Here it's yeah. happening. Okay, so meantime, the Justice Department has more evidence of Trump obstruction at Mar-a-Lago. Mm-hmm. This is New evidence. such gigantic news. Yes, they have evidence showing that Donald Trump personally moved documents around himself after he said that there was no more documents, is that the story? I think that's what it, it, uh, we're it looking is. At and here. after it, it is, and after he said he had no knowledge of the documents being moved, this puts him at the center of the documents uh, crime. Yeah, uh, th- this puts him at the center of it. He can no longer wash his hands of this or blame somebody else. And uh, the new evidence that we're talking about here comes in the form of uh, emails. Uh, Involving Trump aides uh, and and uh, some communication, either quoting or citing Trump himself as to what was to be done. Uh, these are communications from after Mar-a-Lago had already received a subpoena. I mean, there had been requests before, and they turned over a couple of things, but the feds knew he was holding out, so they they decided to raid the joint and uh, and and pick up uh, hundreds more documents that were intentionally being withheld. And now we have the emails that prove that that with holding was in fact intentional. Donald Trump will be indicted by Jack Smith and the Department of Justice. That I, I think is that. absolutely inevitable, especially now that I'm seeing this because they've got documentary evidence. They've got mm-hmm. ex-staffers, emails, texts. Uh, those are the things that are guiding investigators down this road of Donald Trump further obstructing justice by hiding these documents. I don't know what the hell he's thinking. Donald Trump is at his absolute looniest right now. And playing into, obviously, what's going on in New York City right now, playing into uh, Fulton County and the Jack Smith dual grand juries, all these things are on a collision course with Donald Trump at his absolute looniest. I've never seen Donald Trump crazier than he is right now. Or Donald Trump Jr. from what you just shared with us. Yeah. 
I can't think of another time. I can't think of another, maybe Fire and Fury, that summer of 2017, where he was kind of daring uh, North Korea to launch an attack against us, a nuclear attack. Right. Um, Maybe that, but God, Charlottesville, I don't know. But right now, if you look at Donald Trump's troths on Troth Central, they're getting increasingly insane. Like he was talking about how Alvin Bragg should indict himself. Right. I mean, that was yeah, one of his- he should resign. He wanted Alvin Bragg to resign yeah. and then indict himself. Well, you can't indict yourself if you're not the DA anymore. So yeah, if you yeah. did resign, he, he can't. You, you get the idea. He's an idiot. Right, He's unhinged. Right. He's off the rails. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, this is uh, Jack Smith is so closing in on this now. Uh, he's Jack Smith is past the top aides close to Trump and has reached Trump himself in the documents investigation. Jack Smith has another investigation about J6, and uh, he got a very favorable court ruling today uh, that will allow him to get testimony in one way or another from Mark Meadows and, and others uh, high up close to Trump. Okay, so when we started the show, and there's just further clarification on this conspiracy charge. When we started the show, it uh, was 34 counts of falsifying documents. There's an additional charge of conspiracy on top of those 34 counts. So this you, is... Do we, yeah. do we know that that's an additional or is it one of the 34? It's in addition to. So we've got 34 okay. counts of falsifying documents. And according to Matthew Gertz, there's also a conspiracy charge. He, he wrote here, something's getting lost in a game of telephone or something. <laughs> so so uh, let's see what else. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of absorbing some of this news here. Greg Mitchell, NBC says, among the 34 counts is a conspiracy charge. So he said, among. Among. Uh huh. Yeah, I think it's one of the 34, honestly. Yeah. I don't, but it, I, I don't think it's additional, but it is that one out of the 34 that elevates all of them to felony status. Yeah, yeah. Philip Bump writes, in regard to speculation that the charges include a conspiracy count. Maybe conspiracy to promote or prevent election, a state charge that Philip Bump wrote in January might be the sweetener to allow the business records to be kicked up to a felony. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that may be the thing that we're talking yeah. about here. It's, okay. I believe it's one of the 34, and, and but it is important. It's very yeah. important. Yeah. We're so glad that one of the 34 is a charge of conspiracy because that's what elevates all of this to, to rightfully to felony status. Okay, so I feel like we've tied up that loose end a little bit. So Good. Y- yeah, Good. yeah. Uh, I didn't want to just leave that hanging. <laughs> we ended the show, which we're not ready to do quite yet. Uh, But meantime, a federal appeals court has rejected Mm -hmm. Trump's attempt to block his White House aides from testifying. We're talking about Meadows, Mm -hmm. Scavino, Miller, Mm -hmm. Radcliffe, O'Brien, Cuccinelli, others. It's a big, another big effing deal and one that's uh, leading to Donald Trump having to double up on the diapers today. And then plus the news, I think Fox News initially reported this, that multiple Secret Service agents connected to Donald Trump have been subpoenaed and are expected yes. to testify before a D.C. grand jury on Friday. Compliments of Jack Smith and the DOJ. Boy, I love that news, too. 
I, you know, I think some breaking news uh, took us off track here. And, and what we're seeing here, uh, Bob, is a, an aggregate of, of charges and, and developments against Trump. This stuff is piling up rapidly. Yeah. I, I, never, I never did address what you said earlier about uh, Rachel's remarks that this would be boring oh, yeah. from this point forward. <laughs> I think she was referring to all of the motions and the whatever delay that may or may not cause and then the denials of them and the fact that this will be stretched out over a year because that's how long these cases always take. Yeah. Uh, I, I think she's when she said boring, I think that's what she meant. I think she regrets saying that now. I, I would certainly hope so because there's nothing boring about the, the bigger picture here, which is this tumbling in of charges and developments and decisions against Trump, developments in the investigation. Uh, this stuff is starting to snowball now. Uh, uh, stock up on popcorn because the show starts now. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Okay, so uh, as we wrap up here, I've got a, a quick clarification on something we discussed on Thursday's show. We were talking about this Idaho law that's going through the state legislature there about establishing a law against abortion trafficking, uh-huh. making it illegal to drive a minor to get uh, either abortion pills or an abortion procedure. Well, the confusing aspect was the Huffington Post headline said that it restricted interstate travel. And then when we Uh were reading the article, we said, I don't see anything here about interstate travel, which interstate travel means traveling from one state to another. Right. This law has to do with intrastate travel. Correct. You can all, the law is about Mm -hmm. carrying or transporting an underage person to get an abortion pill or get an abortion procedure inside the state of Idaho. Right, right up to the state line and no further. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's the parameters of that. Uh, we were, <laughs> Thursday's show, we're like, interstate, well, it doesn't really describe interstate travel here. It describes intrastate travel. Mm-hmm. And so we were, we were all, all three of us were confused. <laughs> so I just wanted to clarify what that was all about. Okay, so l- lots more to come on the Shadow Docket. We may have some information about Alvin Bragg's press conference is that still to come i'm yeah i'm expecting a statement from alvin bragg uh the hearing may still be surprisingly underway but i I think we'll get a statement from bragg sometime during the shadow docket coming up okay plus uh i've titled this section of this particular story shall not be shall not be infringed my ass is the Uh good let's do that (laughs) we're going to talk about ron DeSantis and uh some gun news as far as that goes and uh, let's see what else is coming up on the Shadow Docket. Yep. Uh, Liz Cheney. Cheney momentum is actually happening. Can you believe it? Liz Cheney, Man. who may or may not be running for president, seems to be picking up some speed. We're going to talk about that here coming up. Plus the No Labels Party. Were you, were you just about to do a Charlie Kale impression? I did. Yeah, did? yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm skeptical Charlie. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> Plus the no labels party, oh my god! I got oh, that's no terrible. Party, I'm glad yeah. you're mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. Plus uh, a postscript on the 60 minutes thing about Marjorie Taylor Greene. Good. Good. Sunday good. Night. Talk about all that coming up on the Shadow Docket. Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show. Five dollars a month. We will see you there. Get going. More coverage coming up. Take care, folks. Bye bye. Happy arraignment day.